Eight o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. Good, both covering Mesa basketball teams sweeping this weekend. Also doubly good. How about the start for the Maverick women against Highlands? They were up, what, like 19 to nothing at one point? Yeah, they got out to a 19 to nothing lead and salted it away pretty early in that game. And on the men's side, they were down 13 late in the first half. And then what, down nine at halftime? Down nine at halftime and then won by 22? That's pretty impressive. Let's see, they, they were hit. 65% yeah. from three-point range in the second half. Yeah, they were, what, hit 18 threes against Highlands. I think they had 15 against CSU Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Had a big weekend they shoot. 15 yep. in the second yeah. half? Yeah. It's like, are you serious? They they came out of the gates pretty hot after the second half. And or after halftime, rather. Certainly in the ugly part of it, a lot, a lot of things. Uh Broncos of the very lethargic finale yesterday in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Maybe uh, they and they snuck out of the hotel Saturday night and they were out hitting like the they town woke last up night from a nap. Right? Yes, like that too long, two and a half hour couch nap. They're like, uh, is it really two thirty? Oh, we gotta go play. We got oh. football today. Oh. And then the Avalanche giving up eight goals. On Saturday to the Florida Panthers, yikes. Just I caught he, some of that game. Connor was beside himself with some of the penalties being called on the avalanche in that game. And then when the abs got it tied up, <laughs> Connor's comment was, and the, the Panthers called a timeout like a like an angry toddler needs a timeout because <laughs> the avalanche had boom, boom, yeah. scored two goals and got it tied up. I think it was like 3-3 at that point, and then... Um, then they yeah. scored five more, yeah. Oh. It was not not a great, great weekend. No. Nuggets blowing that lead to Orlando and when they retired kind of Shaq's jersey. Yeah. And, but then they get the win last night against Detroit. And so but, mm-hmm. but they should beat Detroit. Worst team in the NBA. Big exhale though, too, that big comeback against Golden State. What was that Thursday night? Yes, it was Thursday night. So with and the, that you uh, kind of three, the thirty nine foot three. Yeah, brother, I'm just happy it went in. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it's what, it Barclay, it's like what it, you, I think it was Shaq. Shaq or did you call Bank on that? Shaq or Barclay? Came right Maybe that. it was one of the two. And like, did you call you, you Bank? Yeah. Call one Bank. Of the, one of the two. No, I just I just glad it went in, brother. brother. I'm just happy it went in. I'm just happy it went in. All right. Uh, Ephraim with a text. Good morning, guys. Today is a great day. For you, sir, being a Raiders fan, it might be. For us in Broncos country, no, it is not. Not at all. And uh, Steve's got a text about Michael Brooks, who Alex Singleton supplanted as the Broncos single-season tackle leader. Um, Interesting story about Michael Brooks. I don't think Steve wants us to share all this online or on, on the air, I should say. So we'll just leave it at that. But Alex Singleton is replacing the the world-renowned Michael Brooks yeah. from 92 as the Broncos single-season tackling record, 177 for Alex Singleton. He's, the one-time Calgary Stampeder, yeah. Alex Singleton. Michael Brooks, both in the Colorado and Louisiana sports halls of fame. But when you think of great Bronco linebackers, you don't think of he's, Michael Brooks. Yeah, he's not. It's not a name that you just go, wow. I, no. He may not even be the most famous Michael Brooks to play football. <laughs> Probably, because yeah, true. there's the D-back for the Chargers, Cowboys, Broncos yeah. as well. They had two Michael Brookses at the same time, did the Broncos, it looks like. But speaking of, of great, great Bronco linebackers, Randy Gratishar, mm-hmm. finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Also selected as a Grand Marshal for the National Western Stock Show Parade. Very cool. Which I think we can all agree is a higher honor. Then what being the Pro Football Hall yeah. of Fame? They're I mean, both. It's just a building in Canton. How about This how is about, the entire West. How about they're they're both impressive? Hopefully, Randy, it's like it's pretty much a done deal. 
that he'll go in. Yeah, but this is the entire West, not just Canton. To me, Randy Gratishar going in, it it corrects one of the greatest injustices as far as in Broncos franchise history of of a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame that's not. Agreed. Absolutely. should. It has, in my opinion, always been a Hall of Famer. I'm glad it's finally going to happen. Well, it's not official yet, mm-hmm. but it's everything you keep reading. It's it's pretty much a done deal that he'll go into the Pro Football Hall Just of Fame. Paves the way continually from Ohio State to Canton. Yeah. See, and that's why you're, you're you've got a smile on your face yep. about Randy Gratishar. All right, it's time to go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. I, I here's before we get into the Jared Stidham post game and also around the NFL, the action from yesterday, the final regular season games of, of uh, the campaign. What is your feeling about Sean Payton today? I was excited. My excitement has cooled considerably over what I've seen this season. I'm not ready to say they... You're not going to fire Sean Payton after one year. No. That's not going to happen. That's People might be calling for that. That's that's laughable, ridiculous. Don't do that. They're not going to fire him after one year. They're also better than when he got there in terms of a win-loss record. Mm-hmm. How do you fire somebody when the win-loss record is better and isn't that number one? Right. What's the, the, the top thing on a job evaluation is, are, are, you, are they better than when he got there? Win-loss-wise, yes. Outside of that, I don't know. De- defensively, they're not. They're not better than when Hackett was there, and obviously that was a Jiro Vero, not Nathaniel Hackett. They're not better in that regard, and that is under Sean Payton's mm-hmm. umbrella. I get it. It's Vance Joseph as the D.C., but that is part of, of the job of Sean Payton is to hire a defensive coordinator that gets the best out of the talent that he has, not have it regress from seventh in total defense to 27th. Right. You drop 20 spots in a 32-team league. That's that's not good. That's not good at all. You know, and I, I look at the playoff teams right now, and while I don't know the ins and outs of all of their personalities, it doesn't really seem like the standoffish nature of Sean Payton can be found in any of the 14 coaches in the playoffs right now. You know what I mean? Like, just right. it feels like the way he coaches and the vibe around him is the old way of doing things that's not breeding success. Look at all the guys that are those old, gruff, you know what coaches. They didn't, none of them want anything. Josh McDaniels got fired. Bill Belichick is going to get fired. Ron Rivera. Who well, is kind of borderline there? Has actually, already been fired. Uh, actually, this morning. this morning done. Yes, yeah. you know, and and they've brought in former Golden State Warriors GM Bob Myers, yeah, and former Minnesota Vikings GM Rick Spielman to assist ownership in searching for a new head of football operations and head coach. Mm-hmm. How bad is your organization when you have to go to the NBA to find a coach? It's interesting that. I guess it, it speaks to Bob Myers and Josh Harris, who, of course, owns the 76ers, his respect for for Myers' ability to identify talent. That And that's a good point, too, because you look at the, the Warriors that Bob Myers put together, they were kind of just an assembly of dudes. You know, like Steph Curry was Del Curry's son still. Now he's Del Curry's, Steph Curry's dad. Exactly. You know, but at the time it was... Okay, I mean, he's he's got no remorse shooting from three, but is he going to be any good as a player in the NBA? Clay Thompson, again, second generation, like, is he going to be as good as his dad ever? You know, and Michael Thompson. It's like, I don't and, know. And, and, and yes on both. Yeah. Absolutely. And, ex- and probably exceeded exceeded mm-hmm. both. Oh, 100%. Definitely, especially Steph. Especially Steph. And so maybe that, yeah, that's a, that's a good point you make about his ability to find diamonds in the rough because you're going to need those more at the NFL level than the NBA level. And, and, and bring him in to, to identify a coaching candidate. Mm-hmm. 
and a front and something to run football operations. I just hire him as GM. Maybe that'll happen. Who knows? (laughs) How okay? What a bizarre thing. What if they hire him? And after winning championships in Golden State, he goes to Washington and he's Mm -hmm. insanely successful. Name the last. I can't think of anybody that's ever done that. That's gone from one sport where they had great success as a general manager to go to a completely different sport and have and have success. I mean, he hasn't done this yet, and they haven't hired him, and this is all just us throwing yeah, on hypotheticals. The only but one, like, I don't know how much Jerry Krause had a hand in building the White Sox that won the 05 World Series. That would That's be... a lot of Kenny Williams. Yeah, that... But, but, I mean, this, this would be... He was if, president of the team. I yeah. Think. So it's hard to give him a, a ton, Jerry mm-hmm. Krause, a ton of credit for what the White Sox did. If I'm Daryl Morey, though, I'm calling Josh Harris this morning. Be like, hey, bud. How's uh, how's things? Want to go to lunch? <laughs> so you have a new best friend. Yeah. Hey, Kitty's huh. uh, working on your football side yeah, right so, now, but uh, but uh, you know, um, you did a pretty good job there in Golden State. Yeah. Do I need to be worried about that? Hey, just want you to know, we're on a two-game loser, but we're still twenty-three and twelve. <laughs> you know, we're, we're okay. Just just kind of checking in, things touching are, base. Things are all right. Let's circle back. All right, yesterday, Broncos falling to the Raiders. Jared Stidham, 272, touchdown and a pick yesterday. Talked with Dave Logan after the game. Back down to the locker room, talked with quarterback Jared Stidham. Jared, it's Dave Logan. I know uh, uh, some good things, obviously, that you can focus on, but tough day uh, just trying to get the get the running game untracked. I thought the Raiders did a pretty good job in the box against your run. Yeah, yeah, just, I mean, tough day overall. Um, obviously, a lot of stuff that I can do better. Um, to help us, you know, pull that out. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard to say right now, um, you know, exactly what, you know, went wrong and so forth. But, um, you know, proud of the guys for fighting, you know, to the, to the last whistle. So, uh, obviously, you know, very disappointed in the, in the outcome. But, um, you know, we'll learn from it and we'll, we'll use the offseason to get better. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to try to find things to, to ask you here because I know how it feels when you wrap up a season, and I know how it feels when you lose games that you, you desperately wanted to win. But I'll, I'll end this uh, with, with this question. What, what's next for you in terms of you guys fly back tonight, we'll fly back, and then I'm sure you've got uh, you know, to check out and all that. But what's the next month or two look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, um, you know, and I know it's, it's, it's a good idea for a lot of guys, is obviously just to, to rest and get away. Um, you know, kind of ease our minds and our bodies. You know, it's been a long year and, you know, try to take some time to, to reflect on, on the season and, and things that we could do better and so forth. And, you know, once, once that time comes to, to get back going, you know, make sure, you know, that I personally have a plan and we as a team have a plan, you know, moving forward to uh, correct mistakes and, and ultimately get better. All right. That's Jared Stidham. One of the things that Logan asked Sean Payton was, you know, I got some explosive plays. They still scored 14 points. They scored 14 points. The Yay. explosive plays are like those poppers you get. Great. And you throw them in the ground. You scored 14 yeah. points. Yeah, it's explosives, but <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's yeah, it's snap bangs. It's it's not it's not like a bottle rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not like a black cat. It's a it's one of those snap bang things. It explodes, but it's not real, real explosive. And it was nice, okay, to see Jerry Judy, three catches, 79 yards. You mentioned nice to see Jerry fighting for the end zone yeah. in the last game of the season with that touchdown. It's a nice play, but where has he been? Brandon Johnson's been hurt and stuff, and I but Brandon Johnson played well yesterday, four catches, 88 yards. I think give him more time. I think Brandon Johnson could develop into a pretty good receiver for the Broncos. Got to stay on the field, though. Got to stay healthy. But once he can sit around and, well, Stidham threw for 272. They still only scored 14 points, and they rushed for 48 yards. Mm-hmm. If you crack on, well, Russ doesn't make explosive plays, and they don't blah, 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 this and that. Well, look at Jared Stidham, the offense he ran. I mean... 30 points in two games. And Javante Williams, 32 yards, nine carries. 
fourth straight game with fewer than 45 yards. It's not all on Pookie. It's the offensive line. But, man, that's not that's not good. And none of this looks good heading into next season. Where, where Denver's not going to draft 12th, by the way. They moved mm. up. For those of you that wanted them to lose. Yeah. That, that really, they jumped up two spots. Top 10. No. 12th. No. 12th. That's okay. Interesting note. Sean Payton has drafted two quarterbacks. Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. And remember Ian Book that played for Notre Dame? Oh, yeah. Those are the only guys he's ever drafted as quarterbacks that, mm-hmm. that stayed around and played at all for him. Usually gets his quarterbacks from the Chief or the Chargers. Yes. Justin Herbert. Actually, more or, along or, or the Bucs in the case of Jameis Winston. It's true. Ooh. Who we'll get to Jameis yeah, Winston yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up. Good call, bad call. I've got. Is that your good call, bad call? No. Okay, I've got I've got the Jameis Winston one for my good call, bad call That's yesterday. just an interesting <laughs> yeah. way to go. For all the things that Jameis Winston has seemed to learn, I'm to we'll leave yeah. that. The rest hang in there. And, and his name will be in the conversation to come to Denver in 2024. Yep. He is a free agent. And after yesterday, maybe the, the Saints certainly are maybe not all that, definitely not that fired up about having... Jameis Winston. The thing I'm interested around. about Jameis Winston possibly being a Bronco, not to dive off into the weeds here, is he does throw the ball down the field. He does. And it really <laughs> is caught a lot, a lot by the other team as well. As since the 30 yeah. 30 season in Tampa Bay. I'm very interested to see how a season would develop with him as the starting quarterback. With, yeah. with Broncos country. Yes. He's throwing the ball down the field, he's fairly cheap. Man alive, don't though. once again don't don't fall asleep on that. Yeah, don't fall asleep on Jameis Winston being the guy that comes to Denver or Taysom Hill, or maybe Taysom Hill. What's what's Hill's contract status though? Because Jameis is a uh, free agent heading into next season. I don't. Know. I don't know. I think I think Hill's still under contract, but don't don't hold me to that. I mean, he's anyway. always available via trade. Yeah, if you well, and Sean Payton's not shy to do that. Uh, he's got two years left. Yeah. There's a potential out in 2024, I want to say. Okay. So, yeah, there's a potential you, out there. But do you want Taysom Hill to be your quarterback? I Cause, don't cause he's had Because he's had, he's had opportunities in New Orleans to be that guy. It would be fascinating and to watch of a team that I don't cheer for. It's n- it, He's a Swiss Army Knife guy. He's... He's a 21st century Jim Jensen mm-hmm. that, that played for the Dolphins. Was a backup quarterback to Moreno. Got to play QB a little bit. Was was like a was a receiver. Played some special teams. Yeah. He was Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. He's a thicker, slower Cordell Stewart. Yeah. yeah. And let's you need a tight end. Let's bring him in. Yeah, why, not? why not? Why not? All right, it's time to go around the NFL this morning. All right, start things out with yesterday, Buckeye Boys Browns, with with nothing to play for. Joe Flacco didn't play yesterday. Cincinnati had nothing to play for. They were out of the, the Plaza and Pride, and they, so they started Jeff Driscoll. And Jeff Driscoll, one-time Bronco, 166 yards, two touchdowns, two picks for Cleveland. I should say he started for Cleveland yesterday with Joe Flacco sitting down. Jake Browning started for Cincinnati. But the Bengals get the... Uh, in the battle for Ohio, part two. Yep. 31-14 in the game that didn't didn't mean anything. One starter played for the Browns yesterday. Yes. Jake Browning, 156, three touchdowns and a pick. A.J. McCarron, XFL great A.J. Yeah. McCarron, three of four, 20 yards yesterday, getting a little love. Uh, but Cleveland with Jeff Driscoll, as I mentioned. Who they signed last week. Yeah, 166 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Pierre Strong had 65 yards in the ground. So the Browns finish 11 and 6. The Bengals, they finish 9 and 8. I wanted them to win one because they're my team, too, because sure. I hate the Bengals. Three, 12 wins would be awesome. But if they would have won a game with a fifth starting quarterback on the season, that would have been incredible. incredible. It would have been, awesome. been remarkable. Yeah. We go to the state up north. And the Detroit Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Jared Goff, 23 of 32, 320, 
two touchdowns, and the Lions get their 12th win of the season. Between the Lions and the Browns, 23 wins this season. Who would have thought it? That takes decades to get 23 wins between those two teams. They're both going to the playoffs. Nick Mullins, very much, he had a Matt Flynn game. Yes, he did. 30 of 44, 396, two touchdowns, two interceptions. There's going to be somebody out there that's Let's like, say, hey. hey. What about Nick Mullins? Remember, here? he had a big game for the yeah. Niners when he played there. Yeah, he and he was like, hey, what about Nick Mullins? And that's how he got to be Kirk Cousins' backup. And uh, Justin Jefferson, he's still a boss. 12 192, a touchdown. Amonra St. Brown taking it personally that he doesn't go get to play two hand touch and dodgeball. <laughs> Seven catches, 144 yards, and a touchdown. Ooh, that makes me angry. Yeah, I'm so mad. I have to be on vacation instead yeah. of go to wherever the Pro Bowl's at. Uh, Lions win 30 to 20. All right, yesterday for Jacksonville. Oof. Win, and you're in. You win the AFC South. You're into the playoffs. You lose. You're done. That's what happened yesterday. Tennessee knocking off the Jags 28-20. to Hill to the air. Blocked by Dillard. Touchdown. Flag by Hopkins. He was looking on Campbell. The Jags beat Tennessee to move to 7-3 and three the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So they lost the last five? Five of six. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Tannehill with Will Levis hurt. Brian Tannehill back in the saddle. 168, two touchdowns and a pick. Trevor Lawrence battling injury. 280, two touchdowns, two picks yesterday. Travis Entienne at 57 yards. Calvin Ridley pretty strong game for the Jags 106 yards and a touchdown DeAndre Hopkins had 7 for 46 and a touchdown for the Titans Titans finish with a record of 5 and 11 and the Jags finish 9 and 8 and a lot of talk to Mike Vrabel might be your next New England Patriots head coach yeah I saw that that would be very very intriguing if uh, that is the case I'm sorry, Titans 6 and 11, excuse me. Titans 6 and 11. Deontay Harty for Buffalo had 96 yards in punt returns last night. Yesterday, Trevor Simeon and Bailey Zappi combined for 158 (laughs) passing yards. 20 of 50 between the two of them. If a game happens in the snow but nobody cares, is it still interesting to watch? Trevor Simeon gets another win, another former Broncos quarterback winning yesterday. Jets beat the Patriots 17-3. Trevor Simeon, 70 yards. Brees Hall, 37 carries, 178 yards and a touchdown. Who says the running back position is dead? Zeke Elliott, 13 for 54. The Patriots were really, really bad this season. 4-15. Jets, not much better, but they did end up with seven wins. All right, so you move on to the Saints and the Falcons, NFC South showdown. With a win, the Saints would at least momentarily be in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's what happened yesterday. They they hammered the Falcons 48-17. to Derek Carr, probably his best game as a Saints quarterback, 264 yards, threw for four touchdowns, no interceptions yesterday. Uh, no uh, Alvin Kamara yesterday. Kendra uh, Miller came on to get the start, touchdown 73 yards with uh, Rashid, uh, Rashid Shahid, three catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown for the Saints. Desmond Ritter got the start with Taylor Heineke out, 291, two touchdowns and a pick. Bijan Robinson, just 28 yards yesterday for Bijan Robinson. Robinson was their leading receiver, though, with seven catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. So the Saints were into the playoffs until the Packers won yesterday, and then that took them out. But the uh, Saints finished the season 9-8, and eight, Falcons finished 7-10. And there was uh, some saucy drama at the end of that game. And we're talking about to yeah. good call, bad call. We uh, go to the other NFC South game, the NFC South Championship game, only if the Bucks won, which they did nine to nothing. Baker Mayfield, twenty of thirty-two, one thirty-seven. The Isn't Panthers, he a Junior, Junior the third, <laughs> I think, is what he is. Um, the Panthers suck. They're just yes, not very good. Defensively, they're they're really good. Yeah. Just offensively, they're terrible. Bryce Young had 94 yards passing. Chuba Hubbard had 83 yards receiving. Nobody scored any touchdowns. It was all field goals. 9-0. That game 
it wasn't the bad weather of New England, but they might as well have been playing in it because nobody scored any touchdowns. But the Bucks, nine and eight, and will host and maybe eliminate the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL playoffs. All right, move on to an NFC North showdown. Green Bay, Chicago, Packers with a win would be a playoff team with Jordan Love. So Aaron Rodgers off to New York to play four yep. snaps of the Jets. Jordan Love has the Packers with a 17-9 victory of the Bears into the playoffs. Third and three, pass to Wicks, and he finds the goal line for the touchdown. I mean, this kid has really shown up. I am impressed. This is an unbelievable route. Bad clip courtesy of CBS. Jordan Love, 316, two touchdowns yesterday. Aaron Jones had 111 yards on the ground yesterday. And Jaden Reed, four catches, 112 yards to lead the Packers to the 17-9 victory. Justin Fields, 148 yesterday through the air. He rushed for 27 yards. DJ Moore had four catches for 64 yards. Bears finished 7-10. Packers are 9-8, and eight, and they are headed to the postseason. Getting it done. Mm-hmm. Without Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, the guy that Aaron Rodgers wasn't very happy that, that they drafted. Well, Packers fans are happy today because their young quarterback has them in the playoffs. It's going to be uh, interesting. There's a very good chance Jordan Love plays more snaps in the playoffs for the Packers than Aaron Rodgers plays at all for the Jets. It's a possibility. And definitely this year, but maybe ever at all. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we go to... Uh, kind of New York. It's New Jersey, uh, so New York adjacent. The Eagles get right game against the Giants as they head into the playoffs. Mm, wasn't really. Giants pound the Eagles 27 to 10 to Rod Taylor. He had a Matt Flynn game as well. 23 of 32, 297, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, Tommy DeVito, two passes, two completions. 14 to, I don't know where that accent was going. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, 18 for 46, two touchdowns on the ground. Marcus Mariota got in there because Jalen Hurts was pointing in three different directions at one point. 13 of 20, 148, a touchdown and interception. Jalen Hurts, middle finger does Hurts because he got it dislocated. That looked really gross. Oh. It was one of those Marcellus Wiley. Uh, uh. And so he's he couldn't bend it at a point, so he had the semi-permanent driving finger going on there a little bit. So the Eagles headed to Tampa to take on the fight in Baker Mayfield. And it was raining so hard there yesterday at times. I can't remember last time I, that the lens on the camera the hard had, cam. so much, yeah. Yeah, had so much water on it, you could barely see mm-hmm. what was going on yeah. with, the, with, the, yeah, with the hard camera, the stationary camera. All right, moving on to the Seahawks and the Cardinals yesterday. It was a 21-20 victory. Seattle taking down Arizona in the Battle of the Birds yesterday as Geno Smith, 189 yards, two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, the third, 78 yards on the ground. Tyler Lockett had a couple of catches, 71 yards and a touchdown. For uh, Arizona, Kyler Murray, 262 and a touchdown. James Conner, he's had a strong finish to the, yeah, to the yeah, season, 150 yards and a touchdown with Michael Wilson, six catches, 94, 95 yards yesterday. Arizona finishes 4-13, and 13, and Seattle finishes 9-8 and eight and out of the playoff chase. And also, Pete Carroll has announced that he will be back to coach the Seahawks because there's some talk that he might mm. be pondering John retirement. Did know that? Oh, <laughs> no. okay. His retirement, he's not on the hot seat. I'm, I don't think, like, the Cardinals aren't back, quote-unquote, but they've been out of it for a while, and Jonathan Gannon has them playing really hard. Hopefully Cardinals are smart and they stay with him and mm-hmm. they yeah. build around Murray like they talked about. And they, There's something, kind of a little something going there. Yeah. Off to Los Angeles, Chiefs and Chargers and Easton Stick, 300 yards of total offense, 258 through the air, 77 on the ground. Nobody for the Chargers scored a touchdown on offense. Kick a handful of field goals. Blaine Gabbert. For the Chiefs, 15 of 30, 154. He did not get a uh, Matt Flynn type game. And Lamica, Lamichael P. Ryan, maybe Samaje P. Ryan's brother uh-huh. for the Chiefs, 21 carries, 76 yards. 
The uh, Kansas City Chiefs improved to 11 and 6. They're 13 and 12 winners. Seven straight consecutive thousand yard seasons over for uh, Mr. Travis Swift. He was benched. Well, not benched. He was rested, but benched. All right, moving on to the, the Rams and the 49ers, NFC West battle. And it was the Rams getting the 21 to 20 victory yesterday as Puka Nakua sets the rookie receiving record yesterday. Congratulations to him. But uh, Carson Wentz getting the start. Not bad. 163, two touchdowns and a pick. He also rushed for 56 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Bryson Hopkins had two catches for 47 yards yesterday. Puka Nakua, the four catches, 41 yards and a touchdown as he sets the rookie yardage receiving record. Sam Darnold got the start for the Niners. 189 and a touchdown. Neither guy, what's by time, high draft pick darlings. Mm -hmm. Neither guy played terribly yesterday. No, not really. That was a pretty decent game. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell, 52 yards and a touchdown for the Niners. Chris Conley had three catches for 69 yards. Niners finish 12-5 and five with the Rams finishing 10-7. and seven. Both teams are playoff bound. And uh, speaking of playoff bound, the Dallas Cowboys are just that. They looked pretty good yesterday. They didn't rest anybody very much. They beat the Commanders 38-10. to 10. Dak 31 of 36, 279, four touchdowns, did throw a pick. Cooper Rush got in at the end. Tony Pollard, 17 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Cowboys, 12 and 5. They will host the Green Bay Packers as they beat the Commanders 38 to 10. And then we wrap it up with the Dolphins and the Bills. All the Dolphins win, they host, they win the division. But, they don't have to go to single-digit temperature. Yeah, but now they you know, they lose to Buffalo 21-14, to and so now the Dolphins, as you said, have to go to play at Kansas City after the loss yesterday. Barrios in motion to the left, tongue of Iloa back to pass, looking, throws, left sideline, intercepted! It's picked off by Taylor Rapp, and that'll do it! The Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. They will be the two-seed in the playoffs. Taylor Rapp seals it with an INT of Tungavailoa. That clip courtesy of Westwood one. Tungavailoa, 173 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Of course, clean that one. Uh, Devon A-Chain, 55 yards and a touchdown. And it seemed like Mike McDaniel just said, we're not going to run the football in the second half. They had good production out of A-Chain in the first half. Didn't do diddly squat with him in the second half. Uh, they were led by Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. For Buffalo, Josh Allen, 359, two touchdowns, two picks. He also rushed for 67 yards yesterday. And Khalil Shakur had six catches, 105 yards yesterday. So this is now what it looks like for the playoffs. Super wild card weekend. All the action here on the team starting this Saturday with uh, the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. The Browns the fifth seed, the Texans the fourth seed. And then Saturday night, the Dolphins, the sixth seed at the three seed, the Chiefs. So we'll have both of those games. And that uh, Dolphins-Chiefs game, by the way, is a Peacock exclusive. So that's a streaming-only game. Mm-hmm. But you'll be able to hear it right here on the team. For free. For free. And then Sunday. If you want to uh, send us cash <laughs> or check. Sure. Uh, 11 o'clock Sunday, Pittsburgh, which got the win against the Ravens on, on Saturday. Uh, they're the seventh seed. They'll play at the second-seeded Bills. And then at uh, 2.30 on Sunday, Green Bay at Dallas. Green Bay is the seventh seed. Cowboys the two-seed. And then the 6 o'clock game will be the six-seeded Rams at the third-seed Detroit Lions. Keep in mind, in the wild card round, the Lions have never won. So looking to take care of uh, that bit of history coming up Sunday night. To wrap up, well, actually, it'll wrap up on Monday with Super Wildcard Weekend with the Monday night playoff game, the fifth-seeded Eagles at the four-seeded Buccaneers. So uh, that will wrap up, and we'll have that game as well right here on the team coming up uh, on Monday on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. All right, 834, that's a look around the NFL. Coming up next, uh, we will have uh, Brands Cremation and Funeral Service, Good Call, Bad Call. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Still a chance to play the number game coming up here in just a couple of minutes. 
Text or call us today. Reaction to yesterday. 970-242-1340. Got a text from Scott this morning. Good morning, fellas. Top failure for the Broncos is George Payton. Then it's zero consistent receiving threat, zero big play and blocking tight ends. Vance Joseph, no edge rushers, mediocre defensive backs. Russ was not the problem, but didn't meet expectations. You bite your tongue, Scott. Just kidding. I agree. I agree with all that. Yeah. Uh, Edge rusher, mm, that's looking a little more promising, though. Browning, Cooper, Benito. I wouldn't say zero edge rushers. This is a building year for sure. There's potential there. Uh, Denver's not had a winning season. This is from Larry from Clifton. Since 2016, I said when he was hired, didn't want him here. I wanted D'Amico Ryans here. Now the Houston Texans where he has them into the playoffs. All right. uh, On the team line this morning, Sam from Fruita. Samuel, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, Jim Davis. How about you? I'm doing well. What's on your mind today, sir? Well, probably the one positive I can bring out of yesterday was it's finally over. Yeah, the the season has been old yellered, so um, it's done. Hey, they won eight games. They haven't done that in a while, so yay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There we go. Uh, You know, Vance Joseph proved exactly who he is. So that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone except maybe the genius because he hired him. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I heard I heard some scuttlebutt that uh, maybe uh, Garoppolo was coming. Mm, I've not heard that. That uh, was, I'm trying to think of which talking head mentioned that over the weekend. Because my wife said, hey, did you hear that? How about Jimmy Garoppolo coming? I said, you got to be kidding me. we got enough people on the injured reserve list. Yeah. I, Jimmy and Jameis <sighs> fighting for QB snap. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Jeez. Pump it into no, my veins. stop. They yeah. can stop. They can stop. <laughs> hey, You're just I, kicking me down to, today. You know, listen to the show from the get go as I usually do. I, I have to, uh, I have to defend the anonymous texture. Okay. Okay. Uh, and what? And I'd what? say, I'd say, you know, since uh, that person wasn't aware of Timmy T, uh, probably there's a good chance that person was in diapers when Timmy T was under center. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. I just, when I read the text, though, it's like, well, nobody's ever been this upset about a quarterback being benched, you know, for the Broncos. Yes, there have been people. Tim Tebow, Drew Locke. I laughed out loud People were one. People were, like, losing their minds, yeah. particularly over Tebow. How, how would, why would Denver want Peyton Manning? Why would they want that guy? No offense, sir, but that was hilarious. Yeah, we, some of it we agreed with. There was a little bit yeah. of it. Okay, there was some truth. But, but, but to say that nobody cried for other quarterbacks in the Broncos that got benched. Yes, they did. Well, Timmy you know, got, Timmy got sent out of town. There's still people whining about Tebow. Oh, absolutely. So. That's that's never gone away. <laughs> Twice this year we've had a well. How about Drew Locke? Huh? Look at how he's playing. He like, come back. Well, he beat the Eagles. Let's be serious here. But then, guess who was the starting quarterback the moment he was healthy again? Geno, Geno Smith. Smith. Yeah. So so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's uh, let's hope the Avs figure out who they are and what they're playing. And that uh, that game against Florida, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy one, but I didn't Yikes. think it would be that bad. They massacred our boys. It was not good. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> you know you got to take in consideration the, the last two goals that Florida scored were to an open net. So yeah, that's true. But still, it's. I mean, it still would have been yeah. six four then at that point. <laughs> still, yeah, just did not end well. It, it was not good. No, hopefully. Hey, yep. You guys have a great day. You too, Sam. Always great to hear from you. You take care. Bye-bye. All right, Sam on the team line today. Good hustle guy this morning. Third time was a charm yeah. trying to he get He just in. kept catching yep. us at a bad moment. Yeah. Burning uh, up those minutes. From the guru on the team line today, ha-ha, explosive running game stuffed. Only check downs to running backs. Got any yards, only bright spot. Dynasty alert. Brandon Johnson can high point and catch and great blocker downfield. And Trey Tucker speed kills. Tucker kid was really good for them yesterday. He played really well for the Raiders. Yeah. He yeah, only... should feel good about that guy. And he can maybe feel somewhat good about your future because Aiden O'Connell, mm-hmm. he didn't Tucker look terrible. kid. 
White was really good yesterday mm-hmm. in, in replacing Josh Jacobs. They've they got Colton Miller back, and that was a big difference for them yesterday on the offensive line. I still say I will be <clears throat> bummed if today I don't see something along the lines of Antonio Pierce has the interim tag taken away. They absolutely need to make him the head coach. I know there's a lot of scuttlebutt to use Sam's word about Oh, they're gonna. They got a big swing, and they're gonna t- make a run at Harbaugh because Harbaugh was the QB coach for the Raiders. Blah blah blah. Like they got, they have a little something there. They do. It's it's they're better off than the Cardinals. We talked about how the Cardinals have a little something. Like Josh Jacobs, they got White. They have O'Connell. Myers is still pretty young. Devontae Adams is just barely 31, 32. Hunter Renfro, if they can keep him healthy. And keep him effective. They got a pretty good piece or two on the, de- excuse me, on the defensive side. Like they could be a problem going forward if they do it right. All right now, who's in the better position, Broncos or Raiders? Raiders. I'd say Raiders. I wouldn't. I, I would not even hesitate. They're Raiders. in a much better spot right now, mm-hmm. even with an interim head coach who should end up being their head coach. Yeah, they're in a better spot. Absolute one hundred percent. That was pretty pretty quick to to decide that one they're yeah they're way more positive and i'm trying to see like i know they don't have a ton of cap room the raiders do but they have some flexibility with some of the way their contracts are worked like they didn't pay jimmy g but you've got some pieces with with tucker the young receiver Mm Devontae adams o'connell keeps developing yeah their their line is a it's a pretty decent offensive line. You got mm-hmm. Max Crosby on the other side. They've they've got some things working get, for them. Get some secondary help. Yep. And figure out try to get everybody offensively healthy and on the same page all season. Yeah, they're gonna be okay. They'll be all right. Yeah. All right, eight forty four. And it's time for Brown's Commission and Funeral Service. Good call, bad call. Was that a good call or did they totally blow it? It's good call or bad call. And it's brought to you by Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. Always a good call to get your arrangements for you or your loved ones taken care of ahead of time. Always a bad call to, to leave it up to somebody else while they're grieving. Call them today. Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service, 970-255-8888. All right, yesterday you had the Saints and the Falcons. Saints were up 41-17 to with a minute left in the game. Falcons, or Saints had the ball. Falcons won after... Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, picked off a pass. And so instead of taking a knee and running at the clock, Saints running back Jamal Williams scored a touchdown that obviously ticked off Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons. Dennis Allen, one-time Broncos defensive coordinator, who called for the Saints to run a victory formation and kneel down, was apologetic to Arthur after the game and ripped his players for their insubordination. Jameis Winston apologized to Dennis Allen because he was the quarterback. Yeah. It was his call because the play call was victory, but also explained to Allen it was a team decision to go for the touchdown. We decided as a team to do it. Okay, that's a terrible call. It's a terrible call. Your coach called for you to run the victory formation. You've already won the game. Don't, Don't rub their nose in it against the NFL. And I'm not entirely sympathetic and always about mm-hmm. that. But that was a case where game's done. It's a minute left to go. This is where you show some class. Right. It's one thing if you had a backup quarterback in, it's the third quarter and you're up by 28 or 35 and he throws a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. But you can tell your guy not to make a play. This is clearly a place where victory formation, that's what the coach asked. Right. For his quarterback to do. You don't get to, it doesn't, you don't get to vote on it. I, I that's a, it's a terrible call on the part of Jameis Winston because he's the guy, the leader in the huddle could have said, guys, we're not going for it. Mm-hmm. Coach wants this. This is what we're doing. My prob- my main problem with it, I, I have a problem with them scoring in general. My main problem with it, though, is they ran that play out of the victory formation. Yeah, because you're, you're giving yourself up as a defense. You know. Because you're saying, okay, they're going to kneel down. It's going to be victory formation and done. You're going to start a fight. You're going to get one of your guys hurt. Yep. And you're to prove what? Yeah, to prove what that so Jamal Williams can score for the first time all season. Like he's not even going for a record, no or a career higher franchise team, NFL, nothing, nothing. 
it just was such awful. That's where you go. Do you really want Jameis Winston mm-hmm. quarterback in your football team? That's a good call for Arthur Smith losing his mind. I and agree. You know good call, Dennis Allen. Like, hey, I did. I tried to do things the right way, and our quarterback didn't want to do. I'm going to venture way. guess Jameis Winston will not be there yep. this next season. James Winston is number two or three available for Denver. Three is going to be available. So yeah, James Winston, there you go. welcome to town. Okay, good call, bad call. I usually don't like to celebrate people losing their job, and I try not to because right. there's a lot that goes into it outside of, ha-ha, that team sucks. But that being said, they should fire up Red Zone today, Black Monday, and have the Octobox of owner press conferences Announcing they've poop canned their coaches. That's a great call. Washington's first one out of the gate today. Yes. <laughs> Have Sky Hansen there. Seven hours of commercial free of coaches getting canned. Of press conferences from coast yeah. to coast. We go to the DECA box. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. All right. Uh, time to play the number game. Let's play the number game on the Jim Davis Show. Up for grabs today is the huge, a case of Coors the Banquet beer, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. If you want any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. If you do not want the prize, also uh, sit it out. And if you're under 21, it's beer, so you have to sit it out. The Denver Broncos missed out on the playoffs this season. That's unfortunate. Thanks for reminding me. Like a lot of the original AFL. Did you know that? Yeah, okay. How many original... AFL teams missed the playoffs this season. It's a pretty Ooh. high number. Yeah, I think I, I think I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many of the original AFL teams? I'll give you. I'll, we kind of like to give a range, right? So in the this NFL, is the original the original eight team AFL. So we'll give. I'm going to give you one clue. Mm-hmm. Miami would not be in that group. No. Because they were they were an expansion team mm-hmm. came along much later. So the original AFL, how many teams missed the playoffs this year? All still in existence in some form or another. All right, get your answer right now. Team text line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. They're a lot of fun. Oh. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. They want- On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Let's dive into Prep Stars this morning. It's time to let the stars shine. It's Prep Stars on the Jim Davis Show. All right. uh, My Prep Stars go to Delta Panther Girls Basketball. Kylie Huff, 18 points, 9 steals. And uh, the uh, Panthers won over Centauri on Friday. My male Prep Star, Central Wrestler, Hassan Mains, 150-pounder. Uh, He's 24-0 after he picked up a title at the tournament in Fort Collins this past weekend. Uh, my prep stars on the uh, ladies' side, I'm going with Abby Price. Grand Junction Swin team won the 200-meter individual medley at the Montrose Invitational Boys' side for the Monuments Jet Wells. Wildcats are undefeated. He had 22 points to lead for the, in a route of Chaffield. And I believe right now they have the top RPI in 6A. Yeah, they're killing it right now. All right, move on to Mighty Mavs this morning. The best of CMU sports. It's Mighty Mavs on the Jim Davis Show. All right, I've got Maverick basketball player Mason Rowland, the freshman, a career-high 30 points against CSU Pueblo on Friday night. Here's something interesting about Mason Rowland. Southwestern League Player of the Year in basketball, volleyball, Mm -hmm. and soccer during her prep career. She was the player of the year yeah. in those three sports. And, yeah. and uh, the Southwestern Conference. Yeah. Pretty darn good good league in, mm-hmm. in all three of those sports. But uh, Mason Rowland, man, she is uh, playing sensational basketball right now. But young core, Olivia yeah. Reed, Mason Rowland, Reed, of course, now a sophomore. That's uh, uh, some I, real talent there on, the, on that team for Taylor Wagner. I know they're all grown-ups and they won't do this, and this is only me, but I'd love if Taylor just ran down the hallways and pointed at Dave Fleming and Megan Rabbit like, ha! She's mine! <laughs> <laughs> they're all on the same side, and they're grown-ups on top yeah, of I don't, that. Yeah, I so. don't think Taylor's going to do What? <laughs> yeah, you would. Though. Yeah, I would, absolutely. You absolutely would. I so, would be trippy as you're running down the hallway, too. Go, oops! For good reason, but still. 
All right, my my male Mighty Mav, Aiden Cool, the former North Alabama player, transferred, mm-hmm. made his first start Friday night, 21 points in his first start as a Maverick. So uh, Aiden Cool is my male Mighty Mav of the week. Uh, my female Mighty Mav is Holly Bedoin. Five pins in five matches this weekend at the NWCA Duels. Who needs to go the full time? What, why no, even bother? Don't have to do it. That sort of time. Uh, and on the men's side, Ethan Menzies coming back after back-to-back ACL tears. Got onto the court, had a little bit of run. They were trying really hard to get him into the scorebook late in the game against Highlands. They just couldn't, couldn't make that connection down low. But it's great to see him back there over two years without playing. If they can get him back, they were close to what he was before the, the knee injuries. Huge. They're going to be, they're, they're already they're really tough now, right now. Yeah. They're undefeated in, in conference and make him even more, more tough mm-hmm. moving forward. You think about uh, Ethan, but also Sophie Haddad. Uh, hey, Dad. Yeah. She had the same situation back-to-back years with, with knee injuries, and so she's back, been back playing and contributing, obviously, in a big way for, for Taylor Wagner's team, and now to good to see Ethan Menzies mm-hmm. back on the floor for the Mavericks. Fantastic. All right. So uh, coming up next hour, do uh, we'll go through a, a very busy prep weekend in basketball and wrestling, so we'll dive into that. Uh, take more of your text this morning uh, on the Broncos and then the loss to the Raiders yesterday. Obviously, a very disappointing way to end the season. I feel like it's important to win. You win yesterday, and you, not that it changes everything. It doesn't. But you definitely feel better about you go out and get a win, play hard in the season. You, you get mm-hmm. back-to-back wins to end the season. Feels like a nice springboard in an extra because it wasn't like you were going to go from 14th to 3rd in the draft. Right. You move up two spots. Okay, that that's that's great. But does it help them get Michael Penix Jr.? Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe not. If you had some thoughts on what you saw yesterday, text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. Love to hear from you today. And uh, also, we'll have, uh, we have a winner, do we, we not? We do. Okay, we'll do that next hour, top of next hour, and answer our winner for uh, the number game. So uh, hang around. Hour three coming up next on the Jim Davis Show.